We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back, everybody, to the summer blockbuster that is the Rotowire MLB DFS podcast. I'm your host, Joe Zapia, and with me every Friday is my co-star, John McKechnie. John, what's happening, baby? Oh, man. Well, uh, on my way to work this morning, I was listening to Mike and Mike, and uh, I heard Trey Wingo say he has a third nipple, so my Friday's off to a very weird start already. Wow. Wow, that's just right? something you put out there, huh? Yeah, I'm completely off kilter at this point. I I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's up, what's down. Uh, it's you know, it's a mess right now. I mean, that's pretty amazing because as men, you already have two useless nipples. So a third useless nipple, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh... Adds to the uselessness, <laughs> or to the uselessness of ESPN. Let's be frank. I mean, I'm just put it out there. Yeah, see what I did there. All right, no shortage of options tonight. Let's start with the pitchers. Uh, we have the returning Dallas Keuchel, but uh, I'm going to say it right now. Shame on FanDuel for this pricing, 10500 I don't – I mean, I love Keuchel and all, but, you know, just first start back, I don't know if I want to go up to 10K double digits for him. I think that's a little bit pricey. What are your thoughts on Keuchel? Yeah, that's that's a complete, uh, like, auto-fade for me. You know, I'm always leery of pitchers coming off the DL period, but uh, when it's been a two-month uh, type of absence like it's been with Keuchel and – you know, he has two rehab starts under his belt. Neither of them went over five innings, which, you know, is kind of par for the course as far as rehab assignments go. But uh, it still goes to show you that uh, there, there's some some doubts about Keuchel, uh, you know, even getting you into that quality start uh, type of window there. And then, you know, oddly enough, Detroit does have the best uh, team weighted on base against lefties. And I, I know that J.D. Martinez obviously had something to do with that, and he's uh, out in Arizona now. But uh, – I don't know. This just seems like there are too many factors working against Keuchel right now to to uh, really justify you know paying top dollar for him. 
Yeah, uh, and, and if you need any sort of example, just go back to the Madison Bumgarner starts to, he missed a few months and it was, you know, a little bit of a journey on the way back. He was okay, but we were talking about return on investment for 10K plus. Uh, if he was 9,500, I think we can get behind that. I'll tell you another $9,500 guy right now that I'm not too pleased with. It's David Price. He's got the elbow issue. Uh, there's a lot of concern that, you know, who was going to be you know, taking over that role and this is elbow is going to end his season again, potentially. So that's certainly not good, but let's talk about Robbie Ray at 9,200 before we go back up to the top of the board. Now, Robbie Ray drastic splits. We've talked about him on the podcast before just a great, great ERA. Everything's terrific on the road. That's where he is. He's against Michael Waka 9,200. I think that's a very easy cash game play for me in terms of strikeouts, in terms of return on investment. I feel good enough. I mean, 92 is just around my limit there for him, but got a good offense behind him as well. What are your thoughts on Robbie Ray tonight? Yeah, I think you make some good points there, especially, you know, that, that strikeout rate. Um, and then the, the one five one ERA on the road, uh, very impressive stuff. Um, he hasn't uh, gone more than six and two thirds in, in any of his starts since May though. Um, so he's not particularly getting as deep into games as he was earlier in the season. And obviously, you know, he can still rack up the Ks. I think he struck out 13 Dodgers in six innings. So, I mean, he, the, the strikeout possibility is certainly still there. But uh, this Cardinals offense is starting to, to click a little bit more. It's been kind of a mishmash all season. But uh, I've been watching them a little bit. And that, that offense scares me a little bit uh, to the point where I think for $500 less, um, you know, a, a team – team like Milwaukee has been very tough throughout the year, but they've been a bottom 10 offense uh, since the break. And with that, you know, Quintana at 8,700, I think he makes more, uh, more sense to me tonight. Yeah, Quintana's been absolutely brilliant uh, in the first two starts with the Cubs. I mean, you can't ask for more than that. Seven strikeouts, 12 strikeouts, just two walks, so 19 to 2K walk ratio in those couple starts. I mean, that's exactly what you want, which really comes back to the whole idea where I thought – Everything with Quintana was mental. I don't think he handled the trade discussions well in the offseason. Yeah. I think he was basically kind of looking over his shoulder the entire year. And now here we are. He's got a fresh start in the other side of town, and he's been absolutely fantastic. I think 8,700 for Quintana, 92 for Ray. Either one are, are very strong here. Now, I didn't mention Alex Wood ahead of these guys, and I did it on purpose. And it's not because Alex Wood hasn't been brilliant. And it's not necessarily because of how bad he was in his last start because it was a spot start and, you know, you couldn't ask a lot of him and he got pounded there. He wasn't supposed to start that day. He's kind of like right. Dante from Clerks. He just wasn't supposed to be there that day. He's not supposed to be there. God, I'm not supposed to be here today. <laughs> I miss Randall. Everybody should have a Randall in their life, you know? <laughs> or he just I don't appreciate you your ruse, man. <laughs> <laughs> See, even though you're younger, the fact that you get the clerk's reference, that makes me smile. I like that. There you go. <laughs> that, actually, a fun fact, fun fact, that's actually, that movie was filmed about 20 minutes from where I grew up in Jersey. So, no you way. Know, I know that quick check. I know where that, <laughs> that quick stop was. Have uh, you loitered in front of it before? I, in your youth? I may or may not have, uh, you know, bought a couple of things from uh, Jay and Silent Bob. I, <laughs> I, 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 I might not, I'm not at liberty to say. But the point I'm making here about Alex Wood, which I've gotten way off track clearly, but Alex Wood to me here, I'm concerned when you get a guy who's rolling off the track a little bit. And that's sure. where I'm going. I know the matchup against Matt Moore is, is great. I get that. I think people will automatically see that and go right to it. But the two guys that we just discussed, Quintana and Ray, 
I feel more comfortable with because now that Wood is off the track, I think this is a guy that's a very delicate balance and everything's been going well. And that one bad start off the normal path of when he was pitching, I want to see how he bounces back from this before I start putting money in him. And I think that's the thing. This is not season long where, I'm, of course, I'm running Alex Wood out there and hoping for the best. This is daily. I don't have to. And therefore, I'm going to pass on him tonight. What say you, McKechnie? I think, yeah, those are all great points. And um, I think you pointed out how Wood just kind of stands out as 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 sort of the, the easy choice when you, when you like first gloss over this slate as far as pitchers are concerned because he's, he's got the Giants at home, uh, you know, Matt Moore opposing him, and I, I imagine the, the Dodgers are going to, you know, have a field day with that. But, uh, you know, I think you bring up a really good point that, that we need to see him bounce back because he, he basically had been unhittable throughout the first three months of the season here. Um, so how he bounces back from that, from that struggle is going to say a lot. And I think, you know, in, in a broader context, I'm interested to see if he struggles again tonight, do you think the Dodgers kind of start to feel the pressure to, to really jump in on the U Darvish sweepstakes and, and really sure up that, that rotation yeah. a little bit more? I think you have to. You yeah. know, if I'm the Dodgers, I'm probably pushing all the envelopes for a starting pitcher anyway, just because you don't know what's going to happen between now and October anyway. We've got two months, you know, so anything can happen. Some of these guys could even just wear down. I mean, you already lost Kershaw, and to lose him – is a huge blow, but I mean, it's, it's very tricky. I, I don't, yeah, I don't Wood, know. Woods already 30 innings past what he did last season. Yeah. And he's not a guy that's been durable necessarily. No. So if I'm the, if I'm the Dodgers, I'm certainly looking for, you know, I'm certainly looking for that. And more news too. just 12 minutes ago, Dan Shaughnessy uh, saying that uh, it looks like Price's elbow is going to land him on the DL. So whoever's making this spot start tonight against the Royals we may have to get back into that Royals bandwagon a little bit. We might have to get back onto that stack, underpriced. Here we go. Uh, all right, let's talk about uh, GPP pitchers real fast. Uh, my favorite one, he just came back from the DL slash bullpen, banishment, all these things. And it's been a rough year for Danny Salazar, but 8,200, that last start, seven innings, eight Ks, no walks, one hit. He was absolutely dominant, dropped a big 49 spot on the Blue Jays at home. This start is in Chicago. It's against Derek Holland. Uh, to me, you know, when you have that right-handed pitcher going against the White Sox, yes, please sign me up. Uh, I think this is a cakewalk for him, especially, you know, now you got more youth in that lineup going forward. Uh, to me, Salazar, yeah, risky, but he, he might be the epitome of GBP start tonight. Yeah, I really like that call. I think I think the the floor is certainly there, even, in, even you know, in the GPP context and uh, – you know, the, I think the talent certainly outweighs uh, the 8,200 price tag, and and that White Sox, uh, you know, fire sale. Even though it hasn't really uh, manifested on the offensive side as much, uh, they still have plenty of holes in that lineup. And like you said, they do tend to do uh, a lot, lot worse against right-handed starters. And I think the Indians on the other side should be able to get to Derek Holland pretty easily. Um, so you know, all those things considered, um, I think that he he's yeah he stands out. What do you think of the dart throw of $6,100 Chad Cool against the Padres? I was hoping you were going to mention him. Yes. Uh, he, Great he minds think the, alike, McKechnie. There we go, man. I mean, he's <laughs> he's on the road. He's against the Padres. Uh, I know that, that Cool can, like, dial it up to 100, but he doesn't have uh, the strikeouts that you'd expect to come from that so much. Uh, but the Padres, uh, they can fix that for you. 
that is well placed, my friend. Well placed. I love it. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, they're striking out like a quarter of their at bats as a team for the entire season. It's absolutely ridiculous. They're just up there flailing, hacking, and occasionally Hunter Renfro will get into one, but that, that's about it. So, Cool uh, has been pitching a lot better, I'd say, over the last month or so. Um, and at, at 6,100, I, I did build a lineup this morning. Uh, with him as my pitcher, and it really opens up uh, your bats. Uh, you know, I, I think that lately on our shows, we, we've been kind of leaning more towards the expensive pitchers, and rightfully so, and finding the value bats. But uh, this is a night where I say just kind of, uh, you know, take a lottery ticket on, on a pitcher and then just load up your bats because there are a lot of bad pitchers going tonight. Yeah, and that's another endorsement of cool on the two-pitcher site too because, you know, the, that – that price break is going to help everybody. And I think you could do that uh, over to the catchers. Let's breeze through these real fast. Wilson Contreras has been very hot. I know it's expensive at 35, but I mean, right now, I mean, it, it looks like a good 35 investment. If you are especially going to go down to the cool and you want to just pay up across the board, I feel the best about him. Not just not because he's the top of the board, but because of, the matchup with lefty righty, but also the ballpark factor. And also, Hey, you know, we, we're talking about, you know, a, a guy that's right now swinging the bat really well and becoming the guy that I think many scouts and many fantasy owners have been waiting for. Yeah, can, yeah, Contreras is, is the best hitting kid, catcher in, in baseball at this very moment. And I'm also saying this right now, uh, I think Brent Suter's due to turn into a pumpkin at some point here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's been kind of smoking mirrors, you know, six innings or, or better in most of his starts, uh, less than three earned runs in, in all those. Um, I think just the way the Brewers are going right now, that they, they kind of need a stopper, and I don't think that um, Suter is that guy. He, you know, he's kind of your, your classic soft-tossing left-hander, and I think that that plays uh, to Contreras and the rest of the right-handed uh, Cubs bats, you know, so hard that, that I think, you know, 3,500 is, is completely worth it. It's something that I'm targeting tonight uh, at catcher with Wilson Contreras. Now, Sal Perez wasn't dealing with the rib issue. I know he's supposed to be back tonight. Uh, but that gives me pause even with whoever, you know, modest bullpen comes in to, to take over for David Price. And I'm right. not sure how they're going to address this as they're re- we're recording it. But uh, I'll go all the way down to the bottom of the board. He's had two back-to-back good nights. Actually, three really. You could put it in there in terms of stat productivity. But two good hitting nights. He's going against Chris Tillman. And I'm, you know, I, I got to get you prepared because we're going to be doing a lot of against Chris Tillman discussions with his seven ERA tonight. It's totally fine. I mean, we're basically like uh, required to do that when he's, when he's on there. I think so, but it's Luke Roy at 25 and you know, I'm I'm not trying to revive Luke Roy. It's just for the night. You know, we're not getting back together. I just want you to know one Friday, just just one Friday night. You know, I just want to go out there. I just want to dance. I just, (laughs) I just want to dance and Jonathan Luke Roy, you know, I like his hipster beard and whatever. Don't judge me. All right. Uh, I'll judge Coach. you more for a Dane Cook reference. <laughs> I'll take it. Right, uh, there you go. That's fair enough. Fair enough, McGegby. All right. Here we go. Goldschmidt's out of the board, 46. Rizzo, 44. Smoke, 38. Let's talk about Jonathan, uh, Justin Smoke, who is, you know, a, just 28 dingers. He's going against Parker Bridwell. Now, Bridwell's been good. Uh, you know, this is not a, an, in, you know, a knock on him so much as – I think smoke of these top first basemen. I mean, after him, you got Cody Bellinger, but you know, it's against Matt Moore. Not that Moore's any good, but I'm looking at him. He's still a lefty. And I don't think I'd for that price at 38. I think I feel better about smoke. And basically it's Encarnacion and smoke for me. Those are the two guys that I feel best about Encarnacion against Holland. I I mean, sign me up. If that doesn't reek 40.9, I don't know what does. 
Yeah, no, I'm with you there. I think that, um, you know, I, I'm, uh, you know, as much as I was just ripping on Brent Suter, I, I think 4,400 for Rizzo uh, with the, with the lefty lefty matchup is a bit much. I think 4,600 for, for Goldschmidt, uh, away from Chase Field when it's not also Coors Field. Um, uh, I think that 4,600 is probably a bit much. Uh, yeah, so the, those two 3,800 options of, of Smoke and Encarnacion, uh, especially with how Encarnacion, I think, it is starting to, to, you know, I know we keep saying this, but it, he is starting to, to heat up. It had that uh, walk-off grand slam earlier this week, I believe, and against Derek Holland. Uh, just, just go ahead and do it. Don't overthink it. Now, I don't, you know – if you just can't squeeze those guys, if you're just, you know, you like the pitcher you got in the cash game and you just can't figure out a way to get any of these big time first basemen in there that we were just talking about a couple hundred dollars less Eric Hosmer now coming off a huge six RBI night, five runs scored, even has stolen base in there, uh, rolling in there with the Red Sox to me, you know, if you're going to get him in there now, you got to see who's out there, but it's not going to be priced. I'll tell you right now, it's not going to be priced. Therefore, I think you could put him back into this conversation along with that Royal stack that we're talking about. Yeah, I think so too. Um, you know, he, he was kind of off my board when, when price was going to, was lined up to start oh, just because, yeah. you know, lefty uh, can be pretty tough and price had tended to be relative or, you know, better at home overall, but um, I still would have used some Royals against him, but, but not Hosmer uh, per se. Um, what do you make of Miguel Cabrera at 3,500? I know that we, we mentioned our, our skepticism towards Dallas Keuchel, but d- does that mean uh, that Cabrera is in play for you at 35? Uh, no, only because Hosmer is with this matchup. Gotcha. I think if it was – you know what? I think Hosmer got a little suppression based on the price thing, and now the price is out, he becomes automatically very intriguing. Whereas, you know, Miguel Cabrera just hasn't done enough for me. And it's right. not that he's not capable of it. It's not a knock on him, but I got one day, I got, you know, one opportunity here to get productivity out of him. So for me, I'd either, you know, go with, if I'm looking in this $3,500-ish range, I prefer Ryan Zimmerman for $100 less. Yes. You know, because Zimmerman's another guy who's, you know, been very solid all year. I mean, really, he had one little dip, but outside of that, he's been good. He's on a hot streak right now. And, you know, to me, he's in a great RBI situation to Zimmerman where there's going to be lots of opportunities. Whereas I'm looking at Detroit and, you know, I said it last week on this very podcast, I think they're folding up the tents and they're just, you know, going home. So uh, to me, it's, it's a no brainer. If you want to go all the way down to the bottom here, you do have some savings at first base. You could find uh, Jeremy Hellickson going against Matt Adams. I think that's an opportunity that we can all get behind. We've uh, gone to the Matt Adams. Well, his price continues to be well, well, undervalued but it's first base and that's you know you know we just gave you the top option we gave you middling options and we gave you a low option so if you if you don't get it right it's on you all right it's on you third base Nolan Arenado 4400 it's a bit much in Washington I don't you know I, I I get it I understand he's terrific there might be some weather involved in that game too so just keep an eye on that but you know I Tanner Rourke is still capable I know he's been bad, but it's not like he is. He's not Edwin Jackson, all right? right. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. I'm not there yet for 44 outside of cores. I, I can't do it. So let's go down a little bit. Let's talk about Freddie Freeman. Maybe a little Freeman mini stack here with Adams. Maybe go in that route against That's interesting. Hellison. What are your thoughts on that? I, I, I'm into that. Do, do you, uh, how do you line that up against, say, a, a Moustakis Hosmer one? <sighs> Roughly same price. Well, I guess Adams saves you a good bit more. 
Uh, Adam saves you a good bit more, but I think the other one might give you a bigger floor to tell you the truth only because you're going to, I mean, if they end up with some sort of weird combination where some middle relief guy goes out there for three innings and they just patch it together tonight. I mean, if they put him on the DL and call some kid up, that's not necessarily the best situation either. So Mm -hmm. I don't see any way you're not into the bullpen here by the fourth, fifth inning potentially. So it's yeah, going to be messy. They have, they have <laughs> trouble kind of bridging it from, you know, when it, where the starter leaves off and where Kimbrell comes in, and that's why they've had to use Kimbrell in the eighth inning several mm-hmm. times, and that, that, you know, has backfired seemingly more often than not as well. And I'll, I'll tell you this, too. I mean, it seems like they might have to give uh, Crash Davis a call and see if he can go out there and maybe, maybe just, you know, turn on those sprinklers a little bit. Little little self-imposed rain <laughs> delay, little Bull Durham yeah. style. I think that would probably be the best cost for the Red Sox tonight. Just, you know, try your best to get that game called. I'll, yep, you know, Tom Foolery. <laughs> here's another guy, a pairing too, Anthony Rendon. We just talked about Zimmerman. Rendon's another guy who's just been crushing the ball. He's sitting around 400 in his last 50 at-bats. I mean, he is just absolutely out of his mind right now. And I think, you know, people were writing this guy off way too soon as injury prone or injury play sure. he was so young give a guy a break give him a couple seasons of big leagues before you go throwing these tags on him like he can never be useful i've owned right. so many shares of anthony rendon in the last two years because people still can't seem to shake that notion and anthony rendon is is giving you everything he's giving you a little bit of speed but he's giving you batting average he's giving you home runs and right now he's giving you really good return on investment i feel very good about at 3700 him going three times value tonight I think so too. And, and also, um, you know, I know we talked about it with Arenado being a little bit overpriced um, for where this game is being played, but Washington uh, this time of year, it's, it's so hot and muggy. Uh, the ball has been jumping out. I mean, Harper yesterday, his second home run, uh, you know, that, that was a pitch in, in a ball that, that probably doesn't go out most places, but it, you know, he takes it out, you know, uh, left center. Um, and, you know, part, part of that is just him being Bryce Harper. But I, I am just trying to say that there is a lot of offense to be had at Nationals Park these days. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, there's going to be a lot of nat- uh, offense to be had in Camden Yards. Adrian Beltre, 3,700. Yes, please, sign me up. I want Beltre. He's hitting the ball real well. Looks like he's finally healthy. Uh, that's absolutely He wants that 3,000 this weekend, too. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Hell, against Tillman, he could get it tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really just depends on, you know, when, when how many is he Buck Showalter has how the many hook is he off? How many more does he need? Um, I, I think it's, you know, within within five or something. So, hey, well, yeah, that's possible. You know, theoretically, he's going to go five or five against, you know, the Orioles tonight. Four hits yes. off Tillman's not impossible. All right. Let's go to second base. Jose Altuve, top of the board, 4,500. He's always a good investment. He's just every night, Altuve is just awesome i mean there's no way to get around that zimmerman is dreadful so you yeah. know you're you're gonna get a return on here if you're gonna go down to that chad cool lineup that we talked about in gpp just go up and get yourself a jose altuve now if you're not the guy on the opposite end of this texas ranger baltimore Oil game jonathan scope I, I will make you feel and pump you up a little bit here make you feel better scope's been brilliant I mean, Scope's the only one that makes me feel better. I mean, much. he really should because, I mean, the power has just been on display lately. And, uh, you know, Andrew Kashner does not scare me. He doesn't scare no. anybody uh, except anyone who owns him in a season-long league. And if so, then that's on you. But Scope, to me, 3,700 to get on the other end of that game potentially, too. They probably had a lot of runs in this game. So Scope, to me, a great yeah, the, option, great return. Yeah, and the wind's blowing out. It's not like a crazy wind or anything, but it is blowing out to left, so that definitely plays to Scope's advantage as well. 
Now, for $100 less, eh, if you want to do multiple lineups here and get yourself some shares of Scope and somebody else, Whit Merrifield. Kids, you got to get on the Whit Merrifield bandwagon every night. The guy's giving you double-digit points practically. I mean, I don't know what it's going to take for people to buy into him. I see every night he's still just not as owned as he should be. And this is another night where, especially with this news with Price, I want in on him. Is there anybody else at second base that you think is worth highlighting? Yeah, the, this second base board is kind of weird because the, we rarely see that the sort of bell curve middle class of, of the second base uh, be like this high priced. You know, a lot of guys uh, for thirty six hundred and above. Um, I'll go back to the classic well uh, that we always do thirty three hundred Robinson Cano uh, against a righty kind of spot starter Rafael Montero um, up in up in Seattle. I think that he makes some sense at, at thirty three hundred as well, but. Um, there's really no no need to go too much deeper down uh, the second base board because there there is so much talent and uh, in, in, in good matchups uh, to be had at second base tonight. All right, on to shortstop. Yesterday on the podcast, I was talking about DD being a lock for three times value, and he was. Today he's got Austin Pruitt. Yeah, let's go let's back go. to that well again. Now I know he's 39. He's a lot more expensive as will all the Yankees be, but that's okay. I mean, when your cash game pitchers are in that you know, Quintana, Robbie Ray range tonight. They're, they're outside of the double digits. All of a sudden, you get a little bit more flexibility. And we just mentioned some spots where you can find some mid-range second basemen that are very good. We mentioned some spots where you can find low-end first base and low-end catcher. Now, a 2,500 on Luke Croy is going to allow you to go up to the top because shortstop, there's just so many injuries. Correa out, Turner out. I mean, it's just a, it's a disaster right now. And you know, the Yankees are another group you could throw into one of these mini stacks too or a full stack if you want to and I think be very productive against Pruitt. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, you know, so again, uh, if, you, if you do have uh, the, the ability to, to spend up, then I, I like him at a lot at 3,900. I think, uh, you know, it seems like every week or so, every couple of weeks, we see that, that Seager's price uh, it does not really match the, the player that he is. And I know that he's going against a lefty, but, you know, just took a quick glance, uh, hitting over 300 against lefties with the 916 OPS. Uh, he has taken Matt Moore deep before. So at 3,500, he, he kind of feels like a steal to me uh, tonight. And Paul DeYoung, uh, I'd feel better about it if he wasn't going against Robbie Ray, if he was going against one of uh, Arizona's lesser pitchers. But DeYoung has been an absolute stud and, and made the most of his opportunity. So, uh, and he's given a ton of power for, for where you're getting him in a middle infield spot. Uh, so I like those two guys a fair bit tonight. All right. Addison Russell's a GPP play only because of the price. And we know he's all or nothing. And that's just something you've got to understand about him. So yep. not a lot of floor. Yesterday was nothing, unfortunately. And you want to talk about guys who have fallen down the trough. Xander Bogarts, I know he's been banged up. Uh, the groin, the hand, you know, he's not going to run the DL, but just to point out, you know, when he does get healthy right now, he's under 3K. So pay attention to that. If there's a day where he has a good, you know, good game and the price is still suppressed, keep an eye on that as you can, you know, start to look for some savings. Because shortstop right now, as you mentioned, it's a tough board. And and maybe it's tough enough that maybe you could even do some of that contrarian, you know, Seager action tonight and get away with it because that's how bad it is. All right. Baseball is here. Well, it's been here. Where have you been? Don't get started. <laughs> don't get started out on first base without a Rotowire subscription. And don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today. And you'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription. So go to fanduel.com slash Rotowire to claim it. You must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible. And users may only establish one account on FanDuel. That's fanduel.com slash Rotowire on to the outfield, Johnny Boy, top of the board. Mike Trout 
getting back to the top 49. Aaron Judge, 49. Bryce Harper, red hot, 48. Stanton, 46. Those are the top four guys. Who of these top four to you is the, yep, I'm going to go to the board for this one? Um, Well, Aaron Judge chipped his tooth last night, so obviously, you know, uh, completely off of him. <laughs> it's just <laughs> yeah, during a, the celebration, no less. Yeah, like, such I mean, a tragic injury. Yeah, just getting hit by a bat, like a flying batting. Kendris helmet. Morales is thinking to himself, "Why couldn't I have just chipped the tooth that time? Why did I have to break my leg?" <laughs> There's I mean, a throwback. That's like, like ten that? years back. I remember That's that. Right. Though. Today's the throwback. Today's an old school throwback Friday. All right. That's what we're doing. Yeah, the all these mid two thousands references and, right. and yeah nineties references. Um, That's right. I'm gonna go charge up my iPod and go for a run pretty soon. <laughs> Put it put it on shuffle. My um, <laughs> I got this mini. Oh, so many songs! It's so small. Oh my god, it's way better than my CD player. But <laughs> I I don't. I guess you know cases can be made for all these guys. Um, I probably like Trout the best though. Um, I think that his pricing makes sense, and he's just been uh, totally lighting it up uh, since coming off the DL. And Jay Happ is reverted to what he really is after winning what like 20 games last season I think that uh, this is a pretty soft matchup that that Trout can certainly take advantage of and Judge obviously kind of getting a spot starter uh, to oppose him I think that he makes a lot of sense as well so I mean you can't really go wrong but but Trout is probably my favorite of this group all right uh, Adam Jones in the leadoff spot 38 but quiet last couple games you going back to this well with Kasher tonight or is 38 too much um, that does seem a bit high. If it was like 3,500, uh, I'd be, uh, considering it a fair bit more, but Jones has been pretty awesome since moving into that leadoff role overall His on basis has somehow got, gotten a little bit better. Um, he's driving the ball. He's, he's just getting a lot of base hits there. So I like how he's been playing and I think the Orioles should be able to score some runs, uh, on, on Kashner and, and the rest of the Rangers, but 3,800 seems, seems a bit much where where you know you have a guy like Chris with a K Davis uh, at the same price with with more pop upside, or you know AJ Pollock for a hundred dollars less, and, and Pollock has been uh, you know pretty much red hot since the break as well. So I probably I think there are some better options here, but Jones is Jones is interesting, and I, I think at the very least he won't be particularly highly owned. AJ Pollock coming off a good night. Michael Walker does not scare me. Uh, I like a healthy AJ Pollock who's priced at 37, you know, hopefully he could stay in this range a little bit longer before he gets creeping up to around 4k again. But that's another one Duvall and Votto, both of them tonight, uh, by the way, just bringing back the Cincinnati thing going against Vance Worley. That's another one you want to keep in mind as you continue to build some lineups and look for some alternate pairings and things like that. It seems like a night you want to be pairing guys, you know, maybe go with a stack and start pairing because there's a lot of big offense. And it's funny as we continue to do this, not only do the offensive options kind of cater to, you know, the fact that we don't have to go to the top of the 10K range to get our cash game pitcher tonight, but it's starting to make Chad Cool even warmer, <laughs> in right? my opinion. Yeah, you know? yeah no, he's a play tonight. If it, you know, if you really want to load up on bats, and there's certainly uh, a lot, a lot to choose from tonight. So yeah. Still I think you can throw $3,300 Lorenzo Cain into this outfield pile too as you start to look against, I guess I'm just going to go hard against Boston today. I'm just, I'm just doing it. That's, I dig it. You know, I, like you said, the, there's so many bullpen issues there. Who's going to be the guy to start tonight? I mean, unless, you know, Chris Sale comes out of that bullpen, you know, running out with some cape on. Oh, I God, think what's happening? My God, my God, my God. <laughs> that's another 2000s <laughs> reference for you. 
little little WWE reference for you there. Uh, anybody else here? Uh, is it a guy like Mazzara at 31-2 uh, against Tillman? Who else you want to get behind in this outfield slate here that's maybe on the cheaper side? Mazzara is another one uh, he's swinging a hot bat right now. Well, speaking of speaking of the uh, of that of that very same game, uh, Trey Mancini's a guy that that I think is worth consideration. He's he's one of the more consistent hitters um, that uh, the Orioles really have in in that lineup. Um, but I do like Mazzara. I think that that guy um, hasn't done quite as well as I was hoping this year for the most part. But uh, you know he he's talented enough, and he gets the gets a really solid matchup. Um, if you if you aren't listening to us on Cool, uh, Manuel Margot has been pretty awesome uh, lately. Uh, so I think he's another guy at thirty one hundred. Uh, he homered and he tripled last night uh, against the Mets, and obviously the Mets were throwing out uh, a guy making his debut from you know coming up from Double A. But I think it, the fact remains that Margot uh, at thirty one hundred is a is a kind of a steal for for how talented he is as well. All right, keep an eye on this, kids. It's a good opportunity that he's not – it's a good chance he's not in the lineup because, you know, his manager sending him a message or whatever the hell or he's trying to get other guys playing time. But Odubel Herrera's been really hot in his last 50 at-bats or so. And he's only 3K, and he's not supposed to start tonight, but he did get a pinch hit appearance the other night, Wednesday, where he was getting benched or supposedly whatever. You can believe whatever you want to believe. If he's in the lineup, ownership's going to be dirt low – And on top of that, the cost savings is tremendous. So that's another way to go. All right. You can follow him on Twitter at Johnny McKex. You can follow me at Joe Pizza PS17. For everybody here at Rotowire, have a great night of Daily Fantasy.